Oh boy, welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science, and even periodically some interesting off-topic episodes. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Berlinger, and I'm the senior meteorologist on the staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 251. Today is Wednesday, October 27, 2021, and boy, oh boy, do we have a ton of weather news to talk about. Now, the system that came through Northeast Ohio two days ago transferred to the coast and became a, an explosively developing low-pressure system. And we now have, and this is a, must be a recent development because I never knew that uh, until recently we actually had a definition for this. And you may remember the term bombogenesis. It's something that the media has really grabbed onto, television news in general. Anytime that they hear something rather interesting and somewhat sensationalistic, they kind of grab onto it and pull it into newscast and stories without really understanding what it might be about because it sounds so foreboding. Well, it's something that's actually been around for decades. When I went to school for meteorology four decades ago at Linden State College in Northeast Vermont, it's actually something that we kicked around in the meteorology lab at school. MetLab is what we called it for short. So when all of the students gathered in the Met Lab and looked for a low-pressure system that was transferring to the coast, we knew that it would tap into a ton of energy off of the ocean. I was actually brought in by my professor of meteorology, Dr. Joseph DeLeo, in with a group of students that helped him to write a paper on this exact uh, issue because the computer models at the time in the late 1970s treated the ocean like a cement slab. There was no transfer of energy. So Dr. DeLeo did a paper, a peer-reviewed study, and brought a couple of students in to help him kind of assemble the pieces, parts. He did all the hard work, and that is still available today online. Interesting to note. And perhaps at some point, I'll give you a link to that for anybody who might be interested. But suffice to say, that's what happened in this particular case again. But the model's much, much better at picking up the fact that there's been a transfer of energy, low-pressure energy to the coast. And now the computer model's much, much better at adding the energy from the ocean necessary so that we get these explosively dynamic, rapid intensification of these low-pressure systems 
and we call it bombogenesis. We have for decades, it's been around for decades, but only recently has uh, the media in general kind of gravitated and, and kind of pulled that term into mainstream. But until recently, I don't believe that there was an actual definition, meteorological definition for bombogenesis. But now there is, apparently, and if an area of low pressure actually deepens, drops in pressure 24 millibars or more in 24 hours, that's one millibar per hour, that is officially uh, dubbed a system that is undergoing bombogenesis. Essentially, it is a cyclogenesis, really is the, is the meteorological term, that we use for this, but it's cyclogenesis on steroids. So we take this low pressure system in a deepening state and deepening very rapidly. And apparently if it does it 24 millibars in 24 hours, it graduates from cyclogenesis to bombogenesis. It doesn't matter if it happens. It's, it's usually something that people remember along the coast. And that's what we're seeing Today, we've seen some amazing wind speeds along the shoreline, a lot of power outages, about a quarter of a million people or more as of the last count out without power in southeastern Massachusetts in particular, the hardest hit from Boston all the way down to and including Cape Cod as far west as New Bedford and as far south as Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket. In fact, I'm looking at Nantucket Island's observation. Here we are at two o'clock in the afternoon, and I see that the pressure has finally gone above 29 inches. But for a time today, the barometric pressure at sea level did go down under 29 inches. That's pretty impressive. And the lowest I saw was at four o'clock this morning, the barometer reading Nantucket Island, 28 0.86 inches, along with winds that were really gusty. In fact, at four o'clock this morning, the winds were gusting at Nantucket to 70, but we've had a number of gusts over that. Duxbury, about 84 miles an hour, and I saw a 94 mile per hour wind gust uh, out on the Cape. So this has been a very impressive system in many, many regards. Now, I'm going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to give you the perspective that this particular weather situation insists on, and that is the local perspective, not Northeast Ohio, but actually a meteorologist who is in Boston. Just so happens that we know someone, we've had him on a guest before, his name is Jacob Wyckoff. He's from Ohio, but he is the most recent team edition at WBZ TV Channel 4 in Boston. When we come back, we're going to talk to Jacob about this system, and you don't want to miss that. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Welcome back. And right now, let's go right into the conversation that I enjoyed with meteorologist Jacob Wyckoff. And he is one of the meteorologists at WBZ-TV Channel 4 in Boston, a position that he recently accepted. 
And in fact, he was a guest of Weather Jazz a little bit ago when he became one of the newest members of the WBZ weather team. Well, he spoke to us today a little west of Boston from his home, but obviously they certainly had much more of an impact uh, with this storm than anywhere even in Ohio or New York being very, very close to the center of this storm. So let's join uh, Jacob, and we're going to talk about this uh, system from his vantage point in the Boston area. Jacob, welcome back to Weather Jazz. It is my pleasure. Now, the first time you joined us, it was purely by uh, the very fact that you are a meteorologist. You're from the Ohio area. And you made it big in Boston at WBZ. But now there's really something going on huge in Boston. And I'd like to read you a tweet and then maybe you could take off from there. It's from our friend Joe Bastardi. He's uh, now at Weather Bell, used to be at AccuWeather. Uh, and his father also, I believe, uh, did some AccuWeather stuff. But at any rate, Joe said this morning... So we all remember the perfect storm, and we have to remember this because the highest wind gust uh, for this storm blew away that one. Edgartown, Massachusetts, 94 miles an hour. Perfect storm, 78 miles an hour. As far as the meandering it performed, the counterclockwise loop that both the perfect storm and the 1994 storm did... So we say bye-bye to the perfect storm. So how do you react to that? Well, I think that the perfect storm goes down in a lot of people's minds uh, just simply because of Hollywood. Uh, I think that with that um, motion picture that was made, it sticks in people's minds. But this one was definitely damaging when you're talking about over 500,000 people without power across parts of southern New England. Uh, it ranks up there as one of the most impactful storms that we've ever seen. And um, Joe is right when it comes to that sort of retrograde sort of loop that was done. It's mm -hmm. almost both of them in October, both of them in late October. Um, but this one was pretty powerful. If there was any silver lining, any sort of uh, sunshine in the clouds of, of this, it's that it's astronomical low tide. Otherwise, we'd be talking about a devastating storm to coastal locations right along the ocean, not just power outage, but we'd be talking about inland flooding. That wasn't the case this, this time around, and we're very fortunate that was the case. And of course, in the Hollywood instance, there was a, a, a rather significant ship and a vessel that got into the story. Are there any reports of any uh, maritime incidences uh, with this particular system or maybe we don't even know yet? Yeah, so I, I am pretty in touch with the Coast Guard out of um, Otis Air Reserve Base. Um, they're the ones that go out with their helicopters and do those sorts of rescues. And I haven't seen them dispatched, which is a great thing. Um, but that being said, there's still some storm yet to go. And people may think that the worst has passed and in many cases it has, but you know, they could still get out there and, and still cause some issues. Now I will say that I think that our forecast was really spot on in the way that I could tell that is that um, we actually had about 200 
Navy vessels that moved into the New Bedford Harbor to seek uh, safe harbor uh, with this. And uh, it's good that they did. Um, New Bedford, one of the safest harbors on the East Coast, and they obviously knew it was going to be a bad storm. So that's why they did that. I'm glad you mentioned New Bedford. That's my hometown and uh, my home port. And uh, my brother uh, and sister still live there. And and they brag about the New Bedford Harbor as being safe harbor for a lot of uh, ships that come in during during severe weather. That's a conversation for a different story. But um, it really I was amazed in the investment that New Bedford has made in their harbor and what it has brought them economically speaking. But we'll, we'll chat more about that down the road. Shall we do a rain check on that one? Yes. I like that. Yes. A rain <laughs> check indeed. All right. So I'm, I'm going to take you up on that and have you back on weather jazz at some point and, and uh, maybe we'll leave in contact some of the folks that were directly involved with the planning uh, or, or maybe the children of those that were planning the hurricane dike that uh, got put in after the 1954 hurricane, which was really, yeah. I think that was, that was the, the storm that precipitated, uh, to use upon uh, the idea of putting in, uh, putting in that hurricane dike. All yeah, right. Exactly. Anything else? Um, Anything else going on uh, with the system uh, before I let you go? I know you're a busy gentleman. And again, we thank you for taking the time to say hi to the Weather Jazz uh, folks. But uh, anything else going on that we need to know about or pray about? Uh, So the only thing I'll say is I think that October in a lot of senses is – a, a month of extremes where um, the shoulder seasons or shoulder months in New England, mm-hmm. we get those large temperature extremes and also impactful storms, whether it's sort of that uh, like late March into April or if it's like mid-October to early November, we get some very impactful storms around here. So it's not uncommon for us to get a nor'easter. We've had them the past few years. We had snowfall last year. We had an impactful nor'easter two years ago. But this one, I think when you look at the grand total of the outages, the the strength of the wind, even some rain totals here in parts of Connecticut and in Rhode Island, you actually see how damaging this storm was. So I think this is going to rank up there. People are going to remember this one. It's not just going to blend into all the other noise. It's going to be above that noise. It's going to stick out a little bit. So we'll be talking about this one for a while. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, Thanks so much. Uh, Again, we'll uh, rejoin you at some point in time uh, and talk about uh, the new Bedford hurricane dike and the like. But uh, in the meantime, stay safe. Thanks for joining us, and um, let us uh, know when things settle down. Maybe you have some more facts, figures, some interesting stats about this storm that would interest the folks that uh, listen to Weather Jazz. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll be in touch. What an honor to have Jacob Wyckoff from WBZ TV in Boston back again on Weather Jazz And it sounds like we're going to have him back on to talk about the New Bedford Hurricane Dike. For those that are unaware, New Bedford Harbor has been named as the safest harbor in the United States and for very, very good reason. But as Jacob mentioned, that is a subject for another time. And we will have that pretty soon 
right here on Weather Jazz. Hope you enjoyed today's episode on the bombogenesis that occurred off of the New England coast from the perspective of a New Englander. Help me to spread the word about this podcast. And if you know somebody who was particularly interested in this particular storm, whose appetite was whet by this system, make sure you point them to this episode, episode number 251 at weatherjazz.com. So please do spread the word. And if you have a topic suggestion or a question or you just want to call and say hello i love those calls too call me weather jazz podcast audience connect line always available 24 7 and the number 234-525-5888 234-525-5888 just listen to the prompts and leave your message i look forward to that By the way, uh, Jacob Wyckoff will be doing the noon newscast or doing the noon weather segments tomorrow. That would be Thursday on WBZ. And if you'd like to actually see him in action, I'll be providing a link at the bottom of episode number 251 so you can tune in. And for those looking for a simple URL, it is cbsboston.com. They've made it very easy to watch any and all of their newscasts live. And you can do that from an iPad, an iPhone, or your desktop computer. It's very, very simple to do. And his presentation, just like all meteorologists who come from Ohio, are clean and very succinct and very easy to understand and engaging. That's one of the great things about Ohio meteorologists that get their chance to tell weather stories in other television markets. I highly suggest you give him a try. Again, that's going to be Thursday at noon. That will be the very next time that you can listen to him. If you're listening to this podcast, either on Wednesday, today, the 27th of October, or very early in the morning on the 28th. Well, you never know what you're going to get on Friday. It sounds like Tom Hanks in the film Forrest Gump. You remember that scene. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And uh, that's pretty much the same that holds true with weather jazz. On Fridays, it can be literally anything. I don't even know what I'm going to do on Friday. It's going to be a surprise to me. And sometimes those are the best shows. So make sure that you tune back in right here on Weather Jazz. If you are subscribing via a podcast, that's the way to go because the show program will automatically download into your smartphone or tablet, whatever you might be doing so that you don't actually have to remember to do anything. It'll just appear in your smartphone. What a deal. Otherwise, you can go to weatherjazz.com and we'll catch you with another fun episode. Open line Friday coming your way. Stand back, Jack. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.